0: Our Father in heaven, we ask that you would open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your law. Let us behold Christ, and let us um, be taught of you by your spirit this night. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 27, a psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life, whom shall I dread? When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arise against me, in spite of this I shall be confident. One thing I have asked from the Lord, that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock, and now my head will be lifted up above my enemies around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, and be gracious to me and answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, O Lord, I shall seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not abandon me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me up. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a level path because of my foes. Do not deliver me over to the desire of my enemies. My adversaries, for false witnesses, have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Do you believe that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? David says here in verse 13 that he would have despaired unless he had believed that he would see the goodness of the Lord, the goodness of Yahweh in the land of the living. What is the goodness of Yahweh our God? We often hear people speak about the love of God, and my question is, how is His goodness different from His love? We know that God is good, uh, Jesus once said to a rich young ruler, there is only one who is good, that is God. And so goodness is his nature, and that's speaking about his moral perfection. And yet his goodness is more than his moral perfection. It's more than his, more than his love. Uh, because he is good, his love expresses itself toward his whole creation. Christ is God's goodness in the flesh. And as his redeemed people... His goodness to us is the outworking of all of his beneficial love. So this is a definition of the goodness of God. His goodness is the outworking of all of his beneficial love toward us or for us. Why do we need to see the goodness of Yahweh? Do we not need God to lift up the eyes of our hearts to have a clearer sight of the salvation of the Lord? This quote from John Newton struck me. He said, Wonderful are the effects when a crucified Savior is presented to the eye of faith. This sight always destroys the love of sin. Do we not have a need to have a more settled hope in the promise of His Word, not returning empty, that the good seed we sow in faith will fall on good soil prepared by Him? Do we not need to trust more completely that He will complete the good work that He began in us? Do we not need Him to increase our faith and the power of the gospel to transform lives and even to turn the world upside down? Do we believe that we will see His goodness? Or are we saying, like it says in Psalm 77, has God forgotten to be gracious? David says in the Psalm, Yahweh is my light and my salvation the strength of my life. Persecuted and afflicted as David was, he says that Yahweh shall hide me, he shall set me up upon a rock. Yahweh has been my help. But my question to you tonight is, do you see the goodness of the Lord? Do you see the goodness of the Lord? When can we expect to see the goodness of the Lord? David believed that he would see it in this life, in this world. And we as Christians have, we have much future hope. Uh, so much that, you know, if we, were, if we were ever stripped of every earthly comfort and certainty, we would have abounding consolations in proportion to the need of every moment in Christ. Uh, but even so here, David's confidence is that God is a present help in his time of trouble. But think about this. If you do not believe that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, then this means that you are caught up in the same crisis of faith that Adam and Eve were in in the moment the tempter came uh, and insinuated the first great doubt into their minds about the goodness of God when he said, Indeed, has God said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden. How subtle. The question presupposed that God is not really good at all, that God's love is actually stinginess, that God's love is not really love at all, um, that God's goodness isn't for you now, and he's holding back and being good, since you obviously can't handle it. This was the temptation, this was the first sin of our first parents, doubting God's goodness, doubting God's goodness. This was the actual sin of the heart that was expressed in the outward rebellion of taking and eating the one fruit that God had forbidden. Eve desired knowledge. She wanted to see the way God saw. It was through this misappropriation of knowledge in this way that Eve and all of mankind after her would have their eyes opened not to the glory of God, but to sin and shame. Listen to this statement from Stephen Sharnak. He says, God's goodness was revealed in his works of creation. Adam was given immortality Conditioned upon obedience. This was more than he could merit. But now Sharnak says that we see, quote, God's goodness is revealed in his work of redemption. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Sharnak says that the fact of God's goodness revealed in John 3.16 is, is, quote, a greater goodness to us than was for a time manifested to Christ Himself, if you consider that Christ perished, that those who believe in Him would not perish. So praise God for His mercy to undeserving sinners like us. Um, That by faith in the one who was the seed of the woman, Jesus Christ, who is promised to come to fallen man, we who are redeemed by His perfect life and sacrificial death on the cross have been made a new creation a new self who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of not the first Adam, but the one who created us. So when can we expect to see the goodness of the Lord? When can we expect to see the goodness of the Lord? As we are trusting in Christ alone to redeem us and keep us and purify us uh, for himself and to finish the good work uh, that he began in us, We who are in Christ are the special objects of the love of our good God. Even more than David, we may see with the eyes of our hearts our greatest enemies defeated, and that forever. Now just listen, you don't have to turn there, but just listen to some of the goodness that the Lord has accomplished for those who are in Christ from Ephesians chapter 2, where it says God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus for by grace you have been saved through faith and not that not of yourselves it is the gift of god not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Now in Christ Jesus you who were formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, and are of God's household having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building fitted together is growing into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. And Psalm thirty four verse eight, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, how blessed is the man who takes refuge in him and finally how may we see the goodness of Yahweh our God David David confidently believed that he would see his goodness but do you know how David saw it listen you will not see the goodness of the Lord if you do not believe that it can be seen we will not see if we do not believe that we will see we must walk by faith and not by physical sight in this this is true of the whole christian life you may ask you may seek you may knock. Our God delights to give good gifts to his children. The Lord grants spiritual sight that we may see his goodness toward us. And you may ask, why do I need to believe in order to see the goodness of Yahweh in the land of the living? But look at this text. It's, it, was not the, it was not only the sight of the goodness of the Lord that sustained David and kept him from despair, but unless he had believed, he would have despaired. Unless he had believed, unless his faith produced genuine hope in the goodness of the Lord, he would, have, he would have had every reason to despair even of life. And it's good to remember the words of our Lord when he spoke to Martha after the death of her brother Lazarus, when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Jesus, here reveals the principle that faith must come before sight. But when we are granted the blessing of seeing with the eyes of our hearts, then we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Paul writes in Ephesians 1.18, his prayer that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? This is a kind of seeing which involves trusting, doesn't it? Remember that what we want to see may not be the kind of goodness that the Lord has in mind for us um, at all, because he's not a cosmic genie, and he's not a vending machine dispensing his goodness uh, when we push all the correct buttons uh, God does not God does work in mysterious And often indirect ways You know One picture of this is like If you open up the back of an old Wind up grandfather clock And you see one wheel going left And another one going the opposite way And you think you know how does this machine Keep track of time It looks like so confusing But This is this is a picture of the providences Of a living God um, He overrules sin and evil, and then he's at work softening some hearts and hardening others, and he delays some judgments and reveals his wrath at other times, even withdrawing his restraining hand that holds back the flood of man's total depravity. You need to know that we must not trust in our own senses. William Cooper's hymn explains this so beautifully, where he says... God moves in a mysterious way, his wonders to perform. He plants his footsteps in the sea and rides upon the storm. Deep and unfathomable minds of never-failing skill, he treasures up his bright designs and works his sovereign will. Ye fearful saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and shall break in blessings on your head. Judge not the Lord by feeble sense, but trust him for his grace. Behind a frowning providence, he hides a smiling face. His purposes will ripen fast, unfolding every hour. The bud may have a bitter taste, but sweet will be the flower. Blind unbelief is sure to err and scan his work in vain. God is his own interpreter, and he will make it plain. Do you believe that you will see the goodness of the Lord? And may God grant that each one of us may trust more and more in his goodness. For the sake of Christ, amen.